0: to news and views. This is Neymar, and we're today, instead of talking about international aspects, we're going to be talking about the future, um, the post-coronavirus world that we're going to be living in, whether it be the I'm, next few weeks, next
1: month. I'm so excited to do it.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, that's so- really, like it's it's a special one, right? We've never done that.
0: Yeah. I think it's something a bit different, um, because I think things are changing every single day, uh, country to country, um, in terms of they what... They yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. By the way, have you seen the guy who died yesterday yeah, because um... of the police in America, in the US? Oh my god! I shared that on Facebook. I was um, so shocked. I, shock. I the saw the video. Of yeah, view. I
0: understand that's been raising a lot of uh, media attention recently, and I think that's the thing was um, we're kind of getting back to the issues that really matter. Uh, it not that, to say that this doesn't matter, but stuff uh, you know, real current stuff that's still evolving outside of coronavirus. Um, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, exactly. And you know when, when when I saw that, I was like, oh my god. Uh one of my like one of my favorite journalists, which is Don Lemon on CNN, he said something that I thought was really interesting. He said, you know what? There's not only one virus, there's two viruses that are killing people, which is racism and coronavirus. I thought they was it was really interesting, you know, cuz if you think about it, since the COVID-19 started, people are only talking about that, even though there's something else happening in the world right now. There's not there's not only COVID-19. And by focusing only on that issue, we tend to forget about what's going on in the world, you know? And that's why I think that this podcast is really interesting because we're not only focusing on our country, we're focusing on the world, basically. And we we talk about, you know, different issues. So when I started this podcast with you, what I, so I I thank you again for uh, accepting this yeah. idea. I would think that, you know, it's going to give people maybe some hope because, you know, we're young, we're giving advices. And, but what, when I started yeah. that, I don't know if you agree with me. I always say, I've always said that I didn't yeah. want to no. always give my opinions. You know, it's not about yeah. that. It's about giving the facts, the facts, and so I think it's yeah. You, you think um, the same yeah, than, just to clarify AJ, right? his
0: name was George Floyd, and he was tackled by, uh, was it four? Yeah, police officers, I believe.
1: Yeah, but the guy who, apparently, I mean, I saw the video. The guy was
0: yeah putting
1: his knee on his neck, which means he couldn't breathe, and he said it was asking for help. I don't know if the people who are listening right now start a video, but if you didn't, I mean, I know it's hard to watch, but just watch it because we need to see that. And the guy was asking for help. It was like, okay, I mean, it, it was not armed. He didn't have any any weapon. He didn't have anything. He didn't do basically, it. Basically, he didn't do anything. It was just, you know, arrested and mm. the, the police put his knee on his on his neck and he was asking for help. It was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to do whatever you want Me to do just let me breathe because now I can't move I can't do anything and the police was like no I won't um you know and so when I saw that to basically what happened uh from what I saw uh, on CNN uh yesterday was that the guy was driving so the black man was driving and the police men were uh asking him to stop and he didn't want to stop so they they arrested him, but you know, I think even though maybe that was a mistake, it doesn't, you know, justify what they did, and so I think that's the issue is that if it if he wasn't a black man, I'm not sure uh, this would happen. Do you think it will probably it would happen if he was not, in not black? The same
0: way because it stems from a repeated and constant history of police violence against, um, particularly young, but doesn't matter uh, age, but particularly African-American men. Um, And, you know, the over excessive use of violence, the abuse of force of men uh, of that background um, is is something that hasn't gone away. And it's something that is repeatedly talked about. Um, And it, it it uncovers a, you know, a culture of believing that that violence is, you know, it's perpetuated from from racism. This is okay. That this is acceptable.
1: Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think you know we tend to think about America when we think about racism, but racism is a virus mm-hmm. which is killing people all around, all around the world. Uh, the only thing is that nowadays I have to I have to say technology is helping us because if the video wasn't released i don't think people would have believed in that or i don't think anyone would have you know said that this was because of the police so i think a lot of issues like that happened in the past but without technology we couldn't know what really happened and now we, we we should use this because you know we've we've heard like everywhere technology is killing people it's making them lazy you know but Sometimes if you if we use it wisely, yeah, I,
0: I think mean um to really be fair, it's you to back, um I mean this goes back to the days of Martin Luther King, who actually kind of used technology to his advantage. I mean, during the um the nineteen sixty five um, you know, riots in um it was I believe Selman's stuff, um you had police spraying african american protesters with water cannons uh, and but what you had as well were television news cameras filming that and that was a recent phenomenon you know television news just being there in the 60s and martin luther king used that to his advantage because the protesters didn't strike back and therefore it gave it it fed the whole thing of this injustice of african americans being treated um you know appallingly by the uh, the police force in america and that was an early thing and that's going back you know nearly 60 years ago um but yeah like you say the fact of, that we have social media now the ha- the fact that everyone is on camera the fact that everyone is you know up for grabs uh, is a lot different and you know it's making people more aware but it's not 100% new uh but it's been done in a different way
1: yeah 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 speaking of that I I I I read something I wanted to have your, I mean you would take on that someone said on social media the people the the person who was filming that recording that should have you know stopped the police from what they were doing what um, would you respond to it's that
0: it's a difficult one it's a very difficult one uh because in one respect to <laughs> that. That's why well, I asked
1: you that. <laughs> if he
0: if he attempted to if that person I will, I who did it, attempted to Go intervene on. they themselves could make the situation worse. I mean, it was not a great situation anyway. But, yeah, uh, that's they what could I maybe to, bring yeah. more violence. Uh and so on. And plus they would probably be subject to violence themselves. Um I as it's something that sadly we can't really fully talk about with wives, but i do take that point of like you know that that is a big issue that has been evolving in the last 10 years of this idea yeah. of uh you know uh the, the idea of the spectacle whereby we let injustice carry on but don't intervene and we merely film it for the spectacle that it is if we publish it uh and yet we don't you know uh interact and try to prevent tragedy or prevent justice and we do it for, you know, uh it depends on I guess it depends on the person and what but the thing is if that person hadn't like made that recording like you say, um we wouldn't be talking about it to the extent we are now. I mean we probably it probably exactly. would have maybe made, made exactly. some papers but without the cold hard video which demonstrates really what the police have done. Um, it it would just be s- sadly as it sounds. A, a he said, she said things more than the you know visually cold hard evidence that it is.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I've never been um, like I've I've never been in a scene in which this happens, this kind of thing. But you know, I was thinking if this happens like in front of me, what would I do? And I honestly. I mean, you don't know when you're in this situation because, you know, it's the police. You can't say to the police, don't do that because, you know, it's their job. But at the same time, when you see what they were really doing in this video, you can't just say, you can't, you can't you know, shut up and not say anything. You have to intervene. But as you said, if you intervene, you know, you don't know what's going to happen. What if this police, you know, starts to, I don't know, um, arrest you too but I don't know I I, I was thinking that like, all day because you know what really happened like it was um yesterday or two days ago uh when I saw that I was like oh my god it, it made me th- it. it rem- uh, I remembered the I'm robbery Ra- case the guy who went for a run and was killed but it wasn't the same situation because the, the guy that I'm just talking about was killed by by citizens you know it was not the police so it's a different situation but still um we're in a situation in which it's a white man killing a black man and i know it it sounds i mean we're in 2020 we're gonna turn 2021 hopefully with all what's happening hopefully we're gonna (laughs) be in 2021 soon and i think this shouldn't exist you know because i mean mostly in the u.s i mean the u.s is a it's a country which I mean is an because like Americans are old Europeans, right? We all know that they are not like a we're we American is an old European, and we all we should all know that. So it's immigration in America is something which is, that is normal. That you know the country was created in this um spirit in immigration. So when I saw that, I'm like, oh my god. If this is like, a, I, I really think it's a racist uh, act. If it is, what did this police th- thought? Like, did they think that this man, man shouldn't be in America? I mean, what? Because racism—I've never understood like racism, uh, and where it comes from. Um, mostly in, in a country like that. Like, we're all humans. I mean, when do people are going to understand that? When? I mean. don't get it and i think you know like like you said and like as i said in the beginning i think social media is i think is a really good tool to you know um say that this kind of thing shouldn't happen again but um unfortunately it still happens and you know i I don't think what is going to stop racism uh social media i think is a tool as i said but it should go beyond that. And, you know, I think playing uh, That's why that's why I like the, the job of the journalist. I think it's a job in which, you, you know, you can give the facts to people. I think without this job, you know, no one will be able to know what's going on in the world and, you know, contest that. So I think, you know, uh, I'm gonna follow this case um, day to day. I really wanna know what this police are gonna be charged for, uh, hopefully, murder cuz you know it's obvious when you see when you watch the video it's ob- obvious mm. that it's a murder do you think the same um yeah
0: i mean it's i mean it has to go through a fair trial to examine what happened and everything um but i think what what was interesting what you're saying before i think um racism in in america has a very, long, uh, and, um, a very long history, as I think we what all know. What do you know. mean?
1: That's interesting, that's interesting, yeah. Well, it's a very long Give history. Give me some facts.
0: Well, because obviously, um, it, it goes obviously back to the days of slavery, but even, um, like I say, 50, 60 years ago, uh, they only, you know, really uh, got rid of segregation, where uh, black people and white people had to enter different parts of for example a cinema or a supermarket and stuff they couldn't be seen uh, integrating in parts of the, the South. Um and that that's still that there's still um some institutions, some areas where there is a bias against against people of colour, um, sadly. Um still. And I think there is a thing you know that is slowly growing that um, back again in some places um, that thinks that that's okay um especially the the very very hard right you know um, who seem to feel it's part of their culture um, for that to be the case um, but yeah um. I think it will be interesting to see what happens with this, but I think it's going to probably follow a similar line with previous ones where because they're a police officer they might get some preferential treatment from the justice system, which is sadly a case. Um, They will take that into account. Um, But hopefully it's a free and fair trial and that justice is served in the correct way uh, we can only hope. But yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. I was I was gonna say the same. I think you know, um, I don't I don't I don't get you know why is this happening? Like, I think the the thing is it's hap- it's it's happening a lot. It's not just you know one one case. You know, it's all like all the time. I'm watching the news, and mostly from America. I'm always seeing that. I always see racism uh happening, and I'm like, I you know. I'm and I'm, I'm I am I do not i want to be a journalist and I wanna you know con- I wanna give people the facts and I think um if I if I manage to, to become a journalist I think this is the first thing I'm gonna focus on. saying what what is, you know, unfair and I think mm. you know, um yeah to be honest, I, I I like to discuss that, I like to talk about this kind of things, even though I'm not a judge, I'm not a prosecutor i'm not a you know i'm no one at the moment i'm just a simple citizen which is who is following the news and i want to give people the facts and i know people you know i don't know if you feel the same but like from Mm -hmm. since this coronavirus started um every time we watch the news it's like always sad news you know there's nothing happy we all you know it's like the world is gonna you know, tumble down. And I think this podcast, um, hopefully is not only gonna be about that. So today we wanted to discuss with people, we wanted to give people some information about uh, this horrible, horrifying video. Uh, I mean, by, by the way, you can find it on uh, on internet, uh, on YouTube. Uh, you just have to write down like on on the, you just have to type like on Google, um, George Flynn, and you're gonna find the video. Um, I know it's hard to watch, as I said, but you you've got to watch it. You've got to watch it because, I mean, y- 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 in one video, just by seeing it without watching the news, you you know what happened. You know, it's it's obvious. We we don't even have to discuss that. But what what we wanted to do is just you know give back some some facts as you as you did, and I think hopefully it's gonna make people you know interested in this kind of cases because if people don't care about that this is going to continue and I think the only way to prevent that from happening again is to make people realize that this should stop and that this should you know everyone because I just said that I was no one to you know to to talk about that but at the same time if everybody mm-hmm. in the world stands for this case, this kind of case, I'm not only talking about this one. There's also also the Amud Arbery case. If everybody mm-hmm. like us is standing and giving the facts and saying this should not happen again, I think there's going to be change soon. But the thing mm-hmm. is, everyone is staying, you know, in their bubble. It's like what's happening in my country, what's happening in my city, is the most important thing. It's not. We should, you know, look at what's happening around us and not only in the in the city we are living in because something that is happening in America could happen in the UK, it could happen in France. You know, everything is moving on, on so fast. So I think we should be aware that this, you know, is going to spread. I mean, racism is like a virus. This coronavirus spread from China to America and to Europe. So racism could spread too
0: yeah yeah there's um interesting what you said about social media um, and it being a bubble um it's particularly dangerous with people um to be essentially to be radicalized because if they also consume only media which propagates views of racism um that is leading them to be radicalized as well. I I mean, this is kind of a bit broader. This is a bit broader, but I'm just saying in the sense of, like, uh, people to commit acts of, you know, uh, racial violence or anything like that, you know, um, or, or, you know, assault or anything like that um, can be derived from that bubble that you say.
1: Yeah, and, you know, yeah, it's interesting. And when I was talking about technology and I said, this is an important tool, do you think there's more advantages or more i mean there's more benefits or more like um bad consequences of using social media? What would you say
0: um I think there's a lot of advantages i think if for example, like I mean throughout this whole um crisis the coronavirus crisis um I think if, if it had happened 15 years before, um, when, uh, I mean, na- you know, 95% of people
1: yeah.
0: have a smartphone, uh, well, maybe a bit less, but <laughs> at least, uh, you know, 90% of people have access to the internet and so on. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I think we've been very fortunate in regards of, um, you know, um, our communication and everything, um. I mean social media can be good it can it can be a double edged sword there's some days when i think you know um when when maybe the the negative stuff's more shared and stuff but also i tell you what another big thing which is very concerning about social media is um misinformation and fake news Exactly
1: i was going to talk um, about that Exactly
0: yeah. um that is probably one of the um biggest existential in terms of our society as western society um, I mean it, it. don't get me wrong it happens everywhere exactly. but in terms of us as a free democratic uh, you know societies and stuff of freedom of speech and everything and uh, democracy and so forth it's probably one of the biggest threats to freedom that we have um, yeah
1: yeah and do you think what I mean I know it's a tough question. You don't have to answer it. But I was thinking, and I wanted to give you, I wanted to to know what you think about that. Why do you think racism is still happening in countries like US, UK, France, in which this is supposed to be eradicated? Because we are are evolving, we are in a democratic, as you said, democratic country. Why is this happening again?
0: I think, unfortunately, to say that, sadly, I don't think racism is something that can be fully eradicated, so to speak. Um, I think it, it's there's multiple factors. I think with the like case what? of America, well, to do with uh, poverty, to do with income, exactly. to do with yeah. earning, to do what the news, to do with
1: uh, the news. Music. What do you mean? It's interesting.
0: As in like, for example, um, particularly when we look back maybe five years ago when we had the refugee crisis yeah. and you had the constant pictures uh, from the news of boats coming from North Africa and uh, Syria and so on, uh, washing up on Italian and Greek uh, beaches. And this would feed into a mantra of, oh, the you know, and that... There's hundreds of thousands coming and stuff, Um, and this kind of, um, you know, probably led to people having a unhealthy obsession with um, thinking, you know, that, 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 that there's a threat somehow, and that the news is kind of, maybe not intentionally, but intentionally, kind of making it out to be a threat that these hundreds of thousands of people are wanting to come to their countries. Um, and this ends up building a a kind of intolerance to that. Um, but I think, like I, say, like I say, racism is sadly something that can't be eradicated, so to speak. It has to be. It starts with education.
1: Exactly, um, yeah.
0: It starts with uh, culture. And I think social media has improved, but also hampered many efforts. Because it's allowed people to feed off uh, racist chat forums and stuff and so on and join political groups that are are very, you know, uh, dangerous um, and become radicalised in in that sense.
1: Yeah, and Um, what some people who are racist used to forget is that these immigrants have contributed to the, you know, to make people, to make the country like more rich you know and i think this is something that a lot of racist people don't get they think that having you know people i mean what's interesting is like let's set the example of a black man or a black family living in a let's say i mean i don't like to use that but like a white country like a country in which um in european country let's say what when, when these racist people see them they feel like they don't belong to this country, right? Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, but who does really belong to a country? I was talking about that with my friend two days ago. We were in the beach and we were talking about, you know, the news and all that stuff. And I told her, like, if you follow the rules of a country, if you agree with its constitution, if you are an educated person, you you belong to the country. It's it's not a question of color. It's not a question of where you were... The, from, like, from why I think, I don't think it's a, a question of where you were born. Because let's say you were born in the country, but you don't follow the rules. Are you, Let's say you're French, but you were white and you were born in this country, but you don't follow any rules from this country. Are you more French than someone who came from another country, but who follows the the rules of this country, you know what I mean? I think it's not a question of where you're from, it's a question of what you do and how you behave in a country, how you you interact with people, I really think it's a question of that and by saying that I think people should realize that being black, being white, being anything you want, doesn't doesn't have any doesn't have anything to do with you know with how if you belong or not and I think people shouldn't know that I'm not a specialist I'm not someone who you know um work in this field but what I can say today and I think a lot of people are going to relate to that is that we all we are all like the nationality that we want to be, if we follow the rules of a country, if we do, if we if we contribute to what this country is asking for, if we if we behave well, I think everyone everyone should be integrated. I'm not saying that we ha- we should have a wave of immigrants, uh coming, you know, from abroad to to a country. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that if someone is not is has hasn't been wasn't born in in the country in which uh is living in, shouldn't be you know. Um, shouldn't be criticized or, uh, you know, rejected by people who were there before him or her.
0: Yeah, I think it's it's an interesting one because, I mean, here's something I like. Like, um, I mean, we you and me we've got something in common. I think. What is in, it? <laughs> well, uh, I don't know. Maybe you can clarify. Are you? Are, are you are both your parents uh, Moroccan, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. My both parents are Moroccan living in France. They came to France like a long ago when they were young and they, they worked, you know, in this country. They were like... I mean, they worked... They, they, they consider themselves being Moroccan and French, you know what I mean? Because they were born in Morocco, obviously, but they've never been confronted to racism which is I think good and you know it's an example for people to say that not all, not everyone is racist and you know these cases happen but they're not like every it's not happening every day so everyone should you know um know that because we're talking about that like uh, but it's not always happening so my parents have never experienced racism um uh, so yeah, I think it's a it's a it's a good thing to say, you know. I mean, um, but what do you, what were you talking about? What do we have in common? Tell me. <laughs> well,
0: um, on well, I, I'm not British in the sense of. Basically, <laughs> I was born here. Mum was born here, uh, but my mum's parents uh, came from Europe after the Second World War. Um, so on my maternal ground Grand uh my mo- my mother's side, um my grandparents, my granddad came from Ukraine, he defected from the US to start, and then my grandmother, my mum's mother, uh came from Austria, which was completely bombed out after Aust- was you say
1: Australia or Austria? Austria. Okay. And um
0: they came to make a new life here. Um because uh, there were many, you know, in the face of a shattered and destroyed Europe in the worst war in history, you know, this was still a country which was on the up, improving, you know, had lots of opportunities the yeah. um, and they came.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, and, I mean, my dad's Spanish, but he never lived here. He's never lived here. He lives still in Spain. So, yeah, I <laughs> I am British because... Yeah, I have a passport, but I feel British. I am British, and uh, I love my country. And that's it, really. Uh, You know. Yeah, yeah,
1: and it's really good to say that. And I I thank you for saying that because it gives people, you know, I'm I'm sure a lot of people are going to relate to that. And also, I think that you know we are both examples of integration. Like you can be integrated in a country even though you're. I mean, we were we were born in the country that we are living in but we have you know a background like under a background of immigrants right so I Mm -hmm. think it's yeah it sets a good example and I think people should know that you know everyone as I said it is it's not a question of color it's not a question of nationality it's a question of what you do and how you behave that's all I'm saying
0: (laughs) yeah definitely
1: so I think I'm gonna get back to work. Actually I'm studying every day. Do you know that? I don't I don't know if I mean it's really warm in here. The weather is amazing. But yeah, the I good. have to work as I still have an exam. I know. Okay. Yeah, it's I don't know if you do you have exams this uh time.
0: Uh usually, um but I think most people in this country have had their exams cancelled. Uh or delayed or something i mean uh,
1: here we have to do them yeah. online which is worse ah, okay I and mean, it's yeah. worse because when you do it online you don't have all the resources that you will have if you were studying you know in college or in the library because now all the libraries are closed i mean since a few days ago like some of them have reopened but you can't you know stay in there you just you just can you know come and take a book and then go back to your business where you can't stay for too long in the library, which is, I mean, I am so sad because I used to go to the library like for, let's say, five hours a day. And then when I got out of the library, I could do whatever I want to do. But now that I'm studying at home, I feel like the time is different because I I, I feel like I have to study all day. And then when I want to go out, I feel guilty I'm like I, I shouldn't go out I should study but then sometimes I just need to relax I need to you know take some fresh air and you know feel the sun you know it's I love going out so when I stay staying at home all all day I get stressed I get anxiety I just want to get out
0: <laughs> yeah I bet so thank Um, you for
1: this podcast it was a really good idea to talk about this case i mean we're going to follow this with closely and see what happens and maybe talk about this in another podcast
0: yeah sounds brilliant
1: why not okay so thank you so much for everyone who was listening to this podcast and thank you for you anton
0: oh thank you neighbor see you soon